The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The following episode of the Section 6 WrestleCast is sponsored by Sammy Joe McCoy, licensed real estate salesperson. Sammy Joe has been around Section 6 Wrestling for many years. Her husband coaching at Niagara Falls Power Cats as well as Niagara Falls High School and her sons, Donnie and Josh, coming through both programs as well. Now, with the housing market the way that it is, I'm sure many people looking to sell, buy, and at least list their homes, make sure you go and check out Sammy Joe McCoy. Give her a call today, 716-266-9913 for all of your real estate needs. That is 716-266-9913. Go support her as she has supported this show. Thank you, Sammy Joe McCoy. Let's get on with the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Section 6 WrestleCast. You're on for Section 6 Wrestling Talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, uh, your host, and today I'm joined by uh, some very good friends, and I'm actually to find, I'm glad it finally happened. We've been only talking about doing this episode for like a year, uh, but we have the coaching staff from Niagara Falls High School. We have... Uh, the wheeling, dealing, fantasy trader himself, Mr. Don McCoy. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thanks thanks for coming on. The man who once got hired for Modify but didn't, John Egan. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. <laughs> That's great. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you're the new head coach. You, I don't know. My name's Josh Egan, by Josh the way. Egan. This is <laughs> Josh Egan. I want to make a comment about, you know, how you haven't, like, changed your appearance since high school. I don't know. You just look the same. Did you eat essential oils or something? I always tell people I just take vitamins. You know, that's I really don't, but I don't know what else. To eat say. your vitamins, say your prayers, kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate uh, your time. Uh, very exciting year you guys had. Of course, uh, head coach change. Josh, you taking over the program. Uh, talk a little bit about first and foremost that just we'll start off with that transition for you taking over. Um, your your thoughts on you know succeeding Gene Cola, you know, is there a big change in, in the program and how the kids responded to you, stuff like that? Well, I mean, G definitely was missed, but we uh, we, we kind of had the same coaching philosophies already, and we've been kind of building the program together, Don, DJ, and myself, yeah. over the last 10 years. So, yeah, uh, you guys all been pretty close. There wasn't really a drastic change. I mean, yeah. it sucks losing them, but yeah. I guess my, my philosophy might be, not my philosophy, but my, um, like how everyone practices a little bit different. Yeah. It's a lot more drill-oriented technique, focusing on things that we just know work, and then making sure they use that in their matches, which took more coaching. But <laughs> it, at the sectional tournament, you could definitely see it. You could ask Don. The the kids were doing the moves that we were teaching them and that they were drilling all day, so that was nice. And, uh, yeah, I mean, philosophies are very similar, just coaching, like, practices and how we how we run that aspect. A little bit different. A little bit different? Yeah. I gotcha. Um, now, when G first... I just want to ask this, kind of go back a little bit. Uh, you both... Did you both apply? When G got hired, did you guys both apply for the head coaching gig? Yes, we did. You did as well? Yeah, all three okay. of us did, yeah. All three of us did? 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was. I mean, it was cool because Don, you were outside of the program for. You were at Powercats for a long right. time, yeah, a lot coaching of youth or, youth organizations, did, that sort of thing. Did you have ambition to, uh, to be a part of the coaching staff when Izzy was around? Well, I didn't really think there was an opening at the time, which okay. there wasn't. But then when Izzy stepped down, that created an opening. So I was more than willing to step up and right. go in that direction. No, it was cool. I was excited when I seen you got hired. And 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 for you, John, you know, what's it like for you? You know, you're a busy dude. You're you're working in the trades. You're and, you know, you're coming and, I mean, coaching with your brother, that's got to be pretty cool. Do you ever think that was going to be a thing? Uh, honestly, I did. Um, back when Josh was in high school, I think it was 2002, I was actually in the wrestling room with Izzy helping the helping the school out, okay. coaching. Um, so I, I was there until Josh's senior year. Uh, it was 2004. Yeah. Uh, and then Izzy asked me to come on and help him, but at that point I was taking a uh, classes for my trade school and it just it wasn't feasible all my kids were young so really couldn't do that so i stepped away for a little bit and then when josh took the program or not took the program back over but when he joined the program coaching they asked me to come and help him and donnie and g and uh i decided to come back and help and i helped for a little bit and then uh kind of took over a softball gig coaching them my daughter and uh, i stepped back for a little bit i think it's been like four years maybe when I yeah, left, and then right uh, <clears throat> when Josh took back over and Don, uh, they asked me to come back and uh, decided to come back and help out as I could. Good. Now, your did your dad coach too? Your he dad did. coached at what Niagara? The old the Niagara old Falls. Niagara Falls High School for a long time. It was like the '80s, like early '80s until the high schools combined. Him and Sweeney were there. It's okay. funny actually. We were. My dad has all these old cassettes because oh. he coached. Like I said, from the 80s until probably 2000, whenever the schools combine. And he bought one of them big shoulder camcord, like channel, the legit, like that blockbuster yeah. Like the VHS cassette went into it, I'm right? Eight, I'm 40 pounds. I'm looking, but I'm looking at some of these videos, right? And I'm just, it's hard, like nothing's really organized. Like something, I seen the one that said Jamestown Finals, like 1989. Right. And who was it? It was uh, Wooten. Al Wooten. Yeah. Al Wooten's wrestling. This dude's got the slick silver singlet on, and he was um, he looked like an NFL running back. <laughs> like he was he was something something to watch. That's and, really cool. Yeah. So we got to keep all those tapes and such. And my dad has a bunch. He'll, it's funny. He'll give me like two at a time and make sure I bring them back. <laughs> like because what I'll do is I'll convert them to digital. Right. So that I have them forever. You don't got to worry about the tapes getting messed up. But he won't give me them all at once, which I guess I understand. You know. There's no way to get them back. So, <laughs> I feel you. But there's some there's some cool tapes in there. Before we get into some of the current stuff, did you guys? I mean, take anything away from your dad as far as coaching? Did you guys learn it? You know, take any lessons uh, from his coaching style and apply it to your own? He's a he was a good technician. Yeah, like we'd be working on stuff at the house after matches. It was kind of tough though because John and I wrestled at LaSalle and he was coaching at Niagara Falls. Okay. So you know, you had that. They'd be at different tournaments sometimes, but. Uh, LaSalle, he was he Don's was really favorite. keen on the basics, for yeah. sure. Don loved LaSalle, huh? Yeah, oh no. <laughs> Where's there, what's what's the heat there? What's the heat there? I don't know. Just you know, when you're downtown kid, you just Niagara Falls High School's where it's at. LaSalle, we did. Gotcha. We didn't we didn't belong out here. The explorers, gotcha. man. Uh, we weren't exploring. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it go past Fifty Sixth Street? Town Bridge, man. Didn't go over, the bridge. over there. <laughs> very good, very good. So, congratulations to you guys, though. You uh, you guys won the very first Super League uh, season. You guys won that division. You also were sectional champions, if I'm not correct. That is correct. There wasn't a lot of people there to witness that. No, unfortunately. they even had the they had to group the kids so that half the kids were in the morning, second half were right. in the afternoon. A lot of our kids stayed. I mean, it wasn't like it was a packed house. Right. It was. It was cool. It was really. 
We basically we won everything we could have. That's what Darren and I said. It was like they had the season go. Well, right. Everything we could have won, we won. And I mean, if it's not for those kids working hard, obviously that doesn't happen. There's a little thing here or there. Right. No, for sure. Now, now I wanted to ask you guys because I actually I don't think I've talked to any coaches. Uh, I've talked to some of the wrestlers and stuff, but as coaches, you know, what were some of the what was the challenge of preparing for this season with COVID, with the uncertainty first and foremost of, of maybe not having a season. And, you know, some of the protocols, staying in touch with the kids, bringing them in, uh, you know, any recruitment challenges, of course. You guys go around and talk about that. Let me just start. It was weird. You also um, pull the mic a little bit closer to your face. There you go. It was weird. We were, um, (laughs) so like around November, we thought we were going to start. Right. Like we were, I was plan talking to kids, and we were using, everything's online for the most part. Some of the, half the kids were coming into school, so it's hard to find kids. So I, I created a team on our online system that we use, Microsoft Teams, and I started communicating just with the kids that were on our roster last year to get some, let them know, you know the physicals are this day, get your paperwork to me. And that was, they had decent feedback. And then, of course, they just pulled the rug out from underneath us, and we didn't happen. And then after that, I just started telling kids, you know, I'll let you know, but don't get your hopes up on anything. But you you got to stay in shape. You know, you should be working out, stuff like that. And then um, I think it was around December, they posted that Journeyman Classic Tournament. You know what oh, I'm talking about? The one down in PA? The one down in PA. It was like the New York State Championship? Yeah. yeah. And then our section started getting a lot of traction as far as the coaches. Like They were doing, like, Zoom meetings and stuff, trying to talk about, like, see what the – how all the other coaches felt about it. Right. And the consensus was, like, we need to get these kids on the mat. You know, sure. we had to be safe, obviously. So right around then is when um, there was there was practices out at a barn in Starpoint and some, some other stuff in Erie County. And then Rick Sweeney is at Powercats. I was talking with him, and we wanted to open up Powercats because we were allowed. Right. By law, we were allowed to. You just had to have COVID protocols in place. So it was a lot. We had a couple meetings. We had a lawyer come in, and they wrote up, you know, all like a COVID mitigation plan and okay. cleaning plan, like everything. And they had to, there was oh, so you had to be with a lawyer for those protocols. Yeah. Okay. And, and I mean, if that ran smooth. There was times where there was probably twenty people in the room at Powercats, and this is right around January. So we had kids wrestling. We still didn't know if there was going to be a season. Right. You know what I mean? But the, the protocols for the kids that, you know, were showing up, they, they knew. Like, your masks are on. We're bleaching every, the walls, everything, sanitizing everything. When you come in, mask on. If you're wrestling, you could take the mask off. Those hooks on the walls for your masks. Like, it was, it was a lot. No, I'm it sure. It was a lot. And then um, finally, you know, same thing happened when the season opened. You know, all the protocols were in place. A lot of kids were used to it by then. As far as um, as far as masks and cleaning, cleaning the mats and stuff like that, though, that's we that's do that anyway. Commonplace, right? yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know, if, Don. You got anything about the COVID? Well, I think partly too. I think the COVID helped give like a laser focus to everything too, because we had to be really on top of things, as Josh mentioned, in, in terms of like the club, and then in, when we got actually into the season. So it was really important to make sure everybody was doing what they're supposed to do at every time. Right. So I think that really helped uh, our focus as a team. You know, and you know, unfortunately we weren't allowed to recruit a lot of extra kids because we were limited with our roster numbers. So, you know, the kids that were there and coming were the really dedicated kids, you know, so it was really easy to keep them motivated and keep them focused. So I think that kind of helped our season too. Okay. By being really focused on everything we had to do, whether it was checking in online with the district, answering you know COVID protocol questions, are you feeling well, that sort of thing, masks on, same thing in practice. Uh, we had discussions about two sport athletes, 
you know, and making sure some kids who were wrestlers that normally play a spring sport weren't being, you know, excluded from both that they love. Right. So right. we had a few of those spring athletes play two sports. And, you know, it was kind of a question, too, like what sports are really careful sports? You don't want to mix and match with some sports that just are so many numbers that you could jeopardize both teams. Right. So. And I'm sure wrestling, you know, had like a spotlight kind of focused on it because it is so much contact. You know, there's a lot. But I think I think the section did a really good job prepping um, and, and their protocols, you know, just keeping everything separate. Because like we talked about before we went on air, there were no incidents. You know, there were no incidents in practice. There was no competition incidents. You know, that sort of thing. It, it uh, I thought it went off without a hitch. Absolutely. I mean, and like you say, we get maybe sometimes wrestling's looked at under a microscope yeah. for obvious reasons. But really everything that we do in the wrestling room and on the mat is all about safety of our athletes, whether it's protocol or just their physical safety, those types of things. So, you know, other sports did have issues. Right. Other sports were sent, set, stopped or, you know what I mean? And we never had that issue at all. Right. So I think that really says something to our sport, our coaches, our athletes, and how dedicated they are. No, I agree. It was a really cool group effort because they were ready to bring like litigation against the Erie. I know the Erie County teams were ready. Erie to bring, County did. They were yeah. ready. They were, yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah. They, they, they had go through a that. big GoFundMe. There was a lot of money going into that. Oh, I believe it. A lot I of believe people it. making noise for sure. John, John, is there anything you want to add to uh, you know all the COVID stuff? I mean, you're out there, you're still working and, and, and such, and. Um, you know anything to add? Anything? Yeah, well, uh, for for me, Josh and Don are awesome. The communication's perfect. Um, oh yeah, I'm pretty busy with work. Obviously, I coach st- softball still, and uh, they just keep me up to date. Uh, it kind of sucked because I couldn't make the tournaments and sectionals. Stuff, right. it, it was tough. I, I obviously I like to be there because I'm at the practices. You know, yeah. helping out there. I was able to go to the dual matches, which was cool. But we're really hoping that this year it's going to be uh, much better than that. No, I, I hope so too, and, and you know, hopefully everything stays on track for that. Uh, I did want to ask, you know, the, the, this this concept of the uh, the Super League, though. Did you guys like it? Were you fond of the the idea of it, or was it just one of those? Yeah, we'll get through it, and and you know, next year everything will be back to normal. I thought it was awesome, actually. I did, um, yeah, getting the the two dual meets a week would have been tricky if you had a tournament every weekend. Yeah, but the fact that we didn't have those weekend tournaments and you can still get competition in. That was nice. Um, going to some of these schools we've never been to, like um, Albion, or not Albion, Albion came to us, Roy Hart. Um, you guys right new, no, new thing came here. You guys went yeah, to Medina? Well, just to Medina. Not even so much traveling there, but just seeing different teams than you normally would yeah, see. You know, in nice. a normal year, you can maybe schedule one team outside of the league, you know, and you don't always do that based on tournament schedules and things like that. You're so busy. But to see all those different teams, while still it was lucky enough, Niagara County having still having Wheatfield, you know, having those league duels with teams you're just used to seeing yeah. tough teams Mixing so, it up, right. right so it was really a, really a challenge i thought we liked it a lot and we yeah. utilized that term super league that was like a rallying call for us like we could be the super league champions and the county champions we could wrestle every team in niagara county so we're trying to like use that as motivation for sure. i think it worked you know you don't want to overhype the kids right before a match but like working hard in practice leading up to it it definitely was definitely was a rallying call like they wanted that t-shirt you know what I mean? Right. Well, no, there's a lot of pride that came with it. I mean, this could be a one-and-done thing, um, you know, most certainly. It, years ago, I, I, I talked to Izzy about it because it's like, man, you know, they all, ECIC has their league, you know, they have their league championships, which is a massive thing, right? Three divisions. I think it's like 20-something teams, and it's a big tournament. Everybody kind of goes head-to-head. Uh, well, 
in individually. And I was like, man, how cool would it have been if like the Niagara Frontier and, and Orleans League kind of paired up somehow? It, not even necessarily just for like a do, but for maybe a, a season-ending tournament, just to give. You know, I know the Niagara Orleans League, they do their own, I think they typically do their own in-house tournament, but how nice would it be to mix up, you know, some more talent, give, give some more matches, I guess, uh, and kind of go through with that. That's why I was really excited when the concept of, of, of you, know, Niagara, it, the, you know, the Niagara Frontier League and, and Niagara Orleans kind of mixing it up. Um, it was cool to see some of those different teams. You know, you we never see LB and LB would never come here. You know, and to, trip. That's the only time you see most of those teams at the end trip, right? Or the the Linda Canoodle Canoodle Memorial Tournament. Yeah, is now called. No, for sure, for sure. So that was that was pretty neat. Um, I mean, did when you were in high, did you guys ever interact with 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 some of those smaller teams at all? From a dual meet circumstance? Oh gosh, dual meets. Uh, our dual meets. I don't think we're like you guys have now. Uh, we did tournaments. I remember going to. Albion for a tournament. I think we did. Akron. Ak- yeah, Akron. Um, Maryville, maybe. I don't think I did Maryville, but I mean, you're talking back in like 1998, 90. That was a long time ago. Right. I mean, heck, I think we had tops. We might have had 35 matches, 40 matches. You didn't get many matches as you do now. I mean, these kids are getting 50, 50 matches. 60. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know if it was maybe more inter- interluded like back then um, because it was one only just one one division back then. I didn't know if there was maybe some more crossover with some of those uh, different teams or not uh, from a dual match perspective. What about the little the weekend battle royales or what some people were calling them? What did you think of those? We went to two of them. We went to yeah. Newfane, which was that was our first like real competition of the year, and yeah. there was some... Some kids took some, we'll call them, they were good losses because you learn from them, you know what For I mean? Sure. So um, it was cool, though, just just being in that tournament. That was kind of set up like a normal tournament would be, okay. you know what I mean? But when we went to Pioneer, Edwards down there, he had a cool setup. It was like you would do, it was a duel, but it wasn't a duel. It was basically your team versus their team, and you made matchups. There's no team score. Oh, no So Kevin. you could, like, we wanted to put Junior on, what was it, Kirsch? One of those kids, we were trying to get matchups, and we're trying to get like a Mikey Sipis matchup so we can get some bonus points. Sure, because he didn't didn't let him wrestle at sectionals last year. Um, so that was cool. That concept, the one they did down at Pioneer, the Battle Royale, that was that was more like a tournament, which was still good. The fact that Newfane was allowed to host, like nobody was allowed to host, especially in Niagara County, down in the Southern Tier. I don't oh, really sure. know what it was like, but we went to Pioneer because I was talking to Edwards. He said, "Hey, we got an opening." I was like, all right, we're coming. Yeah. And it was like four days' notice for our kids, and we had a good showing. Yeah, nobody. Was there, uh, was there any struggle to get kids to go to some of the? I mean, these weekend uh, events, no issues at all. Nothing. Parents I wouldn't pretty say supportive it was any and stuff. harder than any previous year. Okay. Kids, you know, kids obviously have jobs, but they try to do their best to get free. So I, sure. I don't think it was any difference there. Okay. That is good to hear. One thing I will say, though, we talked about the Super League thing. I don't know, Josh. I thought you might have brought it up, but one thing that's kind of birthed itself. You're act, asking about is Steve Hart's going to have a tournament. He usually does have a tournament anyway, and it's usually just a regular team tournament. But he's changing this year's format and focusing on it being a Niagara County. Team good. champion. Yeah. Very good. So it's kind of similar like you see in ECIC, but instead of individually, it's going to be a team tournament. No, I like that a lot. I mean, Niagara, it's, it's you know, ECIC, it's just, it's just massive. ECIC is like this massive powerhouse. They, they I mean, bo- both divisions, you know, conferences, I guess, send a ton of kids, you know, to states and whatnot. But I, I, like, I feel like there's, man, there's so much more there. For Niagara County, you know, for the, for some of those schools and teams yeah. that take a little bit more pride and and being, hey, I'm you know the best or second best in this in this specific region. So that's really cool to hear um, that he's, he's going to do that. Hart's really good about 
bringing yeah, he's always thinking wrestling. outside the box yes he, he certainly is he tried to recruit me last year and i was like oh man i wish i had time <laughs> he tried he tried he's like you know what you know you I'll give him a job and uh you know you might not even have to get to coach you might not even have to coach you still get paid i'm like oh man it's so tempting. Dude, who was it who was it just went to was it st joe's was it lorenz Yes, he just uh, yeah he just signed with uh, with yeah St. Joe's. Was it St. Joe's? Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, you could have came to the Falls and coach, man. <laughs> if you're listening to this, <laughs> I know. there's still time. <laughs> it's not wrestling season yet. <laughs> no, I mean that's a great ad for for St. Joe's. Now, uh, you know, sectionals went through relative. You said they just divided up the weight class and such. But were there any aspects that you guys noticed from this this season that you know it, again this very unique season that you would like brought back? regularly i mean you did say that you know it's hard to bring in that, that tournament but you know would you rather just be a super league going forward or do you like the, the 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 split up of the sectionals for for time purposes is is there any aspects that you like two dual matches in a week uh, like i was like i was saying before that the two dual matches in a week is good if there's no weekend tournament that's right. at least the way i feel about it you having a kid make weight tuesday thursday saturday like, yeah that's a lot i mean they're gonna stay on weight but that's going to take a toll on your body after a while. So that, probably no. Um, I have to say, I thought, and I don't know, they obviously will never do this because of the safety aspects of it, but I thought the way the certifications went was a lot more relaxed, stress-free. You know, they Explain had, that. I, I didn't hear anything Well, what that. they wanted to do, what they did do, was your certifi- certified weight was whatever you weighed in for your first competition. When you weighed in and competed for the first time, that was your certification weight that as low as you could go. Oh, okay. So some kids went down a weight class for certification, but then wrestled higher the rest of the year and then maybe made weight the end of the year. But I, I didn't see anybody in our team at least struggling. Everybody was at, at their weights pretty much. Yeah. It was it was really a relaxed year as far as weight. That's a bi- that's a no big issues. thing because you know I know there are a lot of kids who you know struggle. The weight's a big weight cutting's a big big issue now. Um, well, it's I mean it kind of always is, but there's a little bit more. Near tunnel vision on that aspect. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a great idea to loosen it up because it, it was man. You're, you're cutting all week. You want to certify. I remember back in the day when I was in high school, you, you want to get certified at the lowest possible weight you could in case you know you got to move around for sectionals or whatever it may be. So yeah, that, kids that, were. I mean, dehydrating themselves, uh-huh. couldn't take the urinary urine test. I, my own son couldn't take the urine test for like <laughs> four days. He, it's kind of ridiculous, but. This year was just really relayed back, and I didn't see any issues or any safety things as far as that was concerned. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, you know the the program now. Obviously, like I said, very successful year in the section. Uh, you know, from from all your guys' perspectives, you know, obviously this is the first year and seemingly forever. Uh, you know, no Willie McDougal, right? He's graduated state champ, two time state champ, on to Oklahoma. What was it like? For you guys to, you know, I mean, what's it like? Obviously, you want to go see him succeed and, you know, do good things in life. But what was it like for you guys uh, not having that kind of leadership in the wrestling room? Well, I think someone, someone's always going to step up. For that's sure. just, you know, that's just the way the room works. Um, you know, all those kids are just really self-motivated and driven. But you just can't really, there's no way to replace a Willie. You know what I mean? Right. He just, he was there working hard. He was always the example. So all the success you saw on the mat was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, he put in all the work. Yeah. He never, I mean, every single drill, whatever it was, he was going 100%. Every single sprint, he's in the top two. You could beat him once, but you're not going to beat Willie consistently. Right. You know, so that was really a nice you know, thing to have Willie around and really set that example for the rest of the team. Because sometimes some of these kids are talking about being a leader, but they're not acting like a leader. Right. Willie talked the talk and walked the walk. He most certainly did. Yeah, he, would, he, he led by example. He, would, he wouldn't just... 
you know, he he actually wasn't that vocal, you know, but no, no, what really. he did, what he did in practice set the tone for everybody else. Yeah. So like you look at that, you see, all right, he was a state champion 3 years ago. Now it's a senior year. Now you're looking at him and you're like, "Well, that's what I got to do." Yeah. And that is what you got to do. Junior Jaden Jasir, our section champs if you're listening to this, just set the tone in practice, guys. Just work hard. You don't got to say anything. Just work hard. Outwork everybody. For sure, for sure. John, did you notice any different like uh you know, you, you were on Willie at- from this seventh, eighth, or ninth, you know. Yeah, I was there years. for seventh and eighth grade year, and then that's when I took my hiatus. Right, <laughs> but I never, you never lose contact. I mean, obviously, I know the program. I know all like all the kids. I mean, the wrestlers. I mean, it's a tight knit community. You guys all know that. Um, but I mean, we've talked to him. His dad. His dad would text me here and there. You know what I mean? Um, but for he came around a lot too, which I I do when it, it's like really cool. Yeah. Plus, their family played softball with us in, in the summertime. Oh you yeah. Know? And yeah, absolutely. It's a, we're like a big family. That's the way it should be. That's how oh, a program should be run. I mean, for sure. Bottom line. Um, but um, I lost track of what I was going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> um, for, as as in missing something for Willie, I mean, obviously, like they all said, he could reiterate everything they just said. Is you know his work ethic is is what made him who he was. I mean, this he led by example. For sure. Simple as that. No, he's a great kid, great kid. I wish I would have got to spend more time with him as a coach. Um, and you guys do something really – I don't know what it is with uh, – you know, I've noticed this since uh, when Giancola took over and continuing on with, with – through. I mean, you guys have all been part of that regime too. Um, how do you guys, like, keep bringing in new kids and just, like, you know, these varsity talent get, bring them off, off the streets and just throw them in? Like, what, what – what, basically, that's what it seems like from the outside looking in. You just get, you know, some kid just – Working at Target, okay, you want to come wrestle? And, <laughs> and they go when they place in the section. I, so. I wish it was like that. But <laughs> in reality, I mean, a lot of these kids that you end up finding are coming from a, a club league, whether it's NWAA yeah. or Niagara Falls Wrestling Club. I mean, either they've had some experience wrestling at a young age and they, they left it, played a different sport, and then you catch them in a, a couple years later. But in all reality, I mean, there's very few kids that you can teach wrestling in a two-year period where they're going to be – at a high level, you know right. what I mean. I mean, they have to be a freak athlete. I mean, and you have to be smart. <laughs> Wrestling's a smart sport, no, so for sure, for sure. Because I mean, every year I come back, every year I'm like reading results. I'm like, oh, this kid's new, and he, you know, he's he's doing really well. And it's really interesting too, because you know, there's a lot of sectional teams, kids, you know, teams in the section that loot, they're struggling to find the numbers. They're merging, you know. And I know Niagara Falls has the gift of being a large school, larger school. Uh, but what what do you guys think you know makes like you know your program so alluring to 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 to, to first time wrestlers I guess in some instances we try to we try to make like the environment at a duel kind of cool you know what I mean like they yeah. see that that's kind of cool you know what I mean and then you get you have somebody like Willie who's getting all the success that helps yeah. stuff like that any team that's having success you know a kid might want to be a part of that so right. that's just kind of an obvious one then you said our numbers our numbers are through the roof. Phone's I don't know who this guy. Was. This guy. <laughs> I, 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 I tell you what, a big thing too that's I mean maybe overlooked is Josh works in the high school. That's huge. Yeah. Izzy worked in the high school almost his whole wrestling career. I mean, he was pulling kids, talking to kids, talking to athletes, and if you have that person in people's ears, athletes' ears, consistently, you're going to draw people in. Especially if they're like Josh and Izzy. I mean, good people can talk nice to the kids, can relate to the kids. You're going to draw athletes just from that. For yeah. sure. This was actually the first year that I wasn't recruiting kids for our team because Don mentioned this earlier. Like our numbers, we didn't want to have our numbers too high because every kid that you have on that team is like a lottery ticket to get COVID. Right. And if that happens, you're shut down for ten days. So it's like you really want to, you know, limit the numbers. But normally, and hopefully this year, it'll come back. 
I mean, I'm in them fresh, the freshman classes. I have the scale. And I, I bet you I can guess your weight, right? The conversation starts like that. You know, you find somebody like, who was it? Nick Sipus just graduated. Yeah. Congratulations, Nick, on graduating. Um, he was in, I think it was Miss Amoretti's phys ed class and i asked all the phys ed teachers like listen if you see any kids that look about to, to be about 90 100 pounds that are super athletic let me know so i can come talk to him about joining the wrestling team and sure enough and then I come to find out his little brother mikey was just like a nightway state champ i was like oh so he's like i was like why don't you wrestle right i don't understand he's like you know what i think i'm gonna <laughs> but i mean like uh who do we have this year aj Oh, yeah, you had a fun story about him. AJ yeah. was in my online phys ed class. That's a story all on its own. We're going to leave that alone. But he was in my online phys ed class, <laughs> okay. and he wanted to play football. So I'm talking to him, like, you know, you got to get your grades up. Do this, do this, do this, do this. He's like, all right, coach, all right, coach. I'm on it. And he was. He did, he did great. And we see him in the locker room. Don and I go into the locker room. He's like, coach, I'm going to wrestle. I'm like, really? I'm like, you ever wrestled before? He's like, a long time ago, but I want to do it. I was like, how much do you weigh? He's like, I'm like 280. I'm like, perfect. Come out, first day, here's your paperwork. There you go. So that's just like random things like that. But, I mean, with the number of kids in the building, I mean, you see it with our basketball team every year. Like, they might play they might play all year at the Y or whatever, but at the end of the day, the cream rises to the top. You right. know what I mean? So you're bound, you're bound to find somebody. Well, that's what I think, too. You've got a big school like that. We have a lot of athletes in Niagara Falls. Like one kid in, in particular, Ryan Gardner. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. just oh, second Ryan's, year. Yeah. Sectional yeah. champ, right? He had no youth experience. <laughs> not not Ryan's only a sectional awesome. champ, he pinned his way through the finals. He pinned everybody. Yeah, ever watched that, that on the huddle lap? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Good, good run there, Ryan. By the way, for our fantasy draft, this little plug here I'm giving you, but that's going to cost you. <laughs> trade that's me your second round trade. Yeah, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey trade. for <laughs> Devin Funches. But you know, part of it too, Matt. You're talking about our success. You know. DJ obviously had a lot to do with that, and like Josh said, keeping it fun and keeping it interesting. DJ had a, you know, an idea where we still have our run-out music at, at our duels. Which I think is the coolest you know, thing. The lights are out when the kids come out. I mean, it's a really great atmosphere at our field house when we have our home duels. And obviously when you're winning, that always helps right. to recruit. But also, too, I think that you know really don't look at behind the scenes is like Joe Contento, our athletic director, he's totally on board. His son wrestled yeah. for us a few years. He didn't come back this year. Hopefully he finishes next year with us. But he's totally on board, helps us with whatever we need. We got totally backed factor. up by him. And so, I mean, the district as a whole has just always got our back. Yeah. You know, that's, so. that's important because I remember when I was in high school, that was a struggle. AD support. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. was a, it went a lot of other ways, but always looking past wrestling. You know? Joe's great. Yeah, that's 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 good to hear. That's good to hear because I remember I, there were some issues my senior year uh, with a previous regime, and uh, I remember Izzy being very fired up that day. So it is it's it's very it is really cool to hear um, that you have that backing. Don's Don's over here stealing all my plugs. You see this? He's just <laughs> dropping names. Uh, hey, you know I even was Contento. I was going to talk about you too, man. <laughs> well, you know what? I was also going to say too. Another thing that helps is I was in Mr. Laurie's office. Yeah, and uh, see, there he goes again. You know, <laughs> thanks, Mr. I had no problem telling him. I said, I thought, I think we're one of the top two, if not the top program in the entire school. I mean, right now, I can't see any other program in the school that's do, done as well as we have as far as building our numbers athletically, um, the kids and what they're doing academically. We stay on top of them for that. Yeah, we I have, want to compliment you guys on yeah, that because that's taking a big turnaround under your game. Normally, we have two marking periods that fall under the season. Yeah. So we really work on track and make sure the kids are doing what they're supposed to do there and graduating. Yeah, graduating. So, I mean, it's a lot to it, but I think our program is one of the best programs in the in the building. No, yeah. I agree. It, it, a, lot of those, a lot of those former wrestlers are also going to college, too. That's, I mean, I was gonna yeah. say, that's yeah. huge. You guys brag about that. You should. 
Yeah, you 100% should because that's, that's a big aspect. That's what I've liked about, you know, this, you know, with you guys at the helm is, you know, this emphasis on, you know, yeah, we want you here, we want you wrestling stuff. We want you, want, we want you to come out of this program better people too better people than when you when you walked into it good you know uh, hard-working people responsible people and i think that's what what you know i think it's a huge compliment to you guys that you've have had so many you know people go on to college get great jobs and and just do really incredible things you know how, how i mean how much for you guys do you take a lot of pride in all that i do for sure because I, I know personally wrestling when i was when i was a kid like say middle school age that was my motivation, and I, I wasn't the best kid in the world. We'll just leave it at that. But honestly, if it wasn't for wrestling, I don't know. I don't know if I go to college right at all because I went to college because I wanted to wrestle. I wanted to be a phys ed teacher, but you know, is the motivation there? I don't know. Maybe right. it is. Maybe it isn't. Those those life lessons that you learn through the sport. You know what I mean? Hard work, things like that. Having a hard work ethic and just being accountable. Those are just things that you know you can tell a kid. But eventually, they just have to learn it for themselves. They have to understand it. So, for sure. Yeah. You know, it also, too, is when I was coaching and working at the you know, youth club, the Power Cats Club, we always told the kids, because, you know, we had Power Cats, and we wore the red shirts, and we'd always tell them we'd go to tournaments. All these people are watching these red shirts running around and what you're doing, because they got an opinion of you. Yeah. You know, so don't let that opinion be true. You know, show them who you really are and who we are as a team. And I think we say the same thing about our high school team. DJ, again, I'm going to bring him up. We always clean up our area. Wherever we're at a tournament, we don't leave the bleacher with any mess at all. Other right. teams just get up and they walk away. You know, we so always clean Gatorade up. bottles and stuff. Yeah, and so it's a mess. Yeah. And we get, you know, we get coaches that talk to us all the time about how well-behaved our kids are, mm-hmm. and, and they respect our team a lot. And just because they already have this opinion, that really isn't true. Yeah. And, and no, it's kind of unfortunately, Niagara Falls does have this. You know, anybody from Niagara Falls has this stigma, right? This, this, mm-hmm. this stereotyping i guess in a we way. prove them wrong all the time yeah and that's good that's good we were at we were at sectionals cleaning up the bleachers there's that will north and mickey comes over he's like you guys don't gotta clean that we're gonna clean up like no they're gonna clean it up yeah like we're that's what we do we're gonna clean up our bench that's not that's not okay <laughs> no, and that, that's that's awesome again that goes to show you you know the character thing that that's so important to you guys uh, I did want to, uh, you know, touch up on. I mean, you guys keep the the dual matches and stuff fun. How important do you guys think for the sport uh, of wrestling? You know, not just you know for Niagara Falls and stuff, but the overall sport of wrestling that it starts to modernize and go in that direction versus you know just kind of showing up, shaking hands, going out there and wrestling and calling it a day. How much do you think like the theatrics and production aspect like that? How 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 important is it to the future of the sport? I think it's just keeping up with what's going on around. I mean, keeping up with the Joneses, that's how that's how life is right now. You watch sports right now, everything's theatrics. That's what the kids are watching on TV, whether it's football, hockey, basketball, it's theatrics. So if the kids are seeing it in high school, they're going to they're gonna be attracted to that for sure. Even yeah. baseball with something as silly as a bat flip. It's just all that type of attention. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're doing things like that, and I think wrestling's a sport especially, that you got to be respectful at the same time. So Absolutely. you want to have fun. You want to keep it up lively. But you got to be respectful because at the end of the day, it's just you and that other guy out on the mat. And he might not be happy about what he saw. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, sure. No, we have seen that before. We've certainly seen that before. Now, uh, you were actually the brainchild of the entrances. Me? I don't. I'm not sure. G, DJ and I, we lifeguarded for a, bu- a f- bunch of years at Wilson, and we would bounce these ideas off each other. He might have been like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" Or I might have been like, okay. "Hey, what do you think about?" This? I'm just gonna give G the credit <laughs> for this because I'm not sure. But um, whatever, it's I a mean, great you, idea. Yeah, yeah no, you it, see is, it, it is. You see it in the UFC, like John was just saying. You see it in all these other sports as well. But I mean, also, you know, like Cornell, all these big Division One. 
colleges, even the way they have like their chairs set up in the corner. Like I wanted to, they have them up in the corner and then the team's behind the corner. Right. You know what I mean? We can't really do that in our field house, but if we have the gym, I definitely want to do that. I want to have everybody right behind the coaches kind of like off to the side. Um, we might have to do that in the future if our duels get bigger because the field house isn't going to hold that many people. Well, we kind of do that already to a certain extent. Yeah, we, we're our chairs front, are always yeah. in the front. So, I mean, it's kind of set up that way to a certain yeah. extent as best we can. No, so, like, uh, fireworks in the future, maybe? I was thinking maybe, like, some, <laughs> a laser <laughs> show <laughs> or something. Outdoor match, man. We That's talked high. about a smoke yeah. machine, but was worried about the fire. <laughs> we had to use the smoke machine. We tried, yeah. We used the smoke machine. They said there was something about, the, there was, like, a light sensor in the smoke machine, so they were nervous about it. I was like, well, we'll just open the door or something. And we did it one time. Yeah. I remember, and we had the door shut, so when you opened the door, it was just when the team ran out, all the smoke just, like, piled out i see like back near the trainers room, oh yeah, yeah 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 the little hallway yeah it was nice i think you guys might be able to get away with sparklers sparklers i don't know <laughs> oh those That's are the dangerous things that day. <laughs> we might be able to get like those lights that go to the music that oh cool. yeah yeah, yeah. You know okay I mean? i've seen those before <laughs> no i think it was the coolest thing and a lot of people around the section have been doing that too right i think uh at end trip maybe at end trip or other places but i've seen like sectional uh, sectional yeah. finals and stuff. Start again, Starpoint, Starpoint yeah. he's always thinking out of the box. They yeah. did have the smoke and the lights and the, you know what yeah, I mean? That's awesome. And the music for when the finalists were walk, running out. That was pretty cool. Yeah, if you won in the semis, you got to go, you, uh, one of the, you know, your finalist sheet. Yeah. One of the options, one of the things was, what do you want to run out for? <gasps> what music do you want to run out to? I mean, so it was, it was kind of cool. It but, is neat to see. You know, to kind of keep building on that, like you said, trying to keep it fun and, and like that is important but something you know josh and even dj has talked about and some of the teams have already gone to is you know changing the singlet design i know some of the people That's, that are old yeah. school oh, like yeah. the singlet and the way it is but some kids and josh will tell you especially being at the high school some kids are, ah, i'd wrestle but i don't want to wear that little onesie yeah they like the two-piece we need right <clears throat> athletic department can we get some two pieces um <laughs> <laughs> you guys what did you think about the change to two pieces I was fine with it, yeah. honestly, and like I was talking about earlier, teaching at the high school and talking to kids, Don just said, just, you know, they don't, like, especially the heavyweights, like, they don't, they do not want to get into that singlet, so. When, are I you made sure, a, are we, listen, there was a kid my senior year who walked around in the singlet. He wore it. <laughs> Drop and, his name, Matt, uh, do I'm it. I'm not doing names. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was Matt. <laughs> I he had his him, headgear I, hanging I, off his I, hip. Yeah, well, not me, but the kid did. He did. He'd go to weigh-ins, and he'd be like, what up, Matt? And he had his, he had the, 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 yeah, the, off the sides, and he had his, like, glove, and I'm like, you really wear oh, your singlet right away. now all day? Yeah. <laughs> No comment. I didn't say any names. I didn't say any names. So, um, I mean, you've been around the sport. I mean, you guys have all been around the sport a long time. What did you think of the two-piece? I think it's no, nice, but it depends on which one you get because some of them are yeah. kind of loose-fitting. Some of the teams, like the Catholic schools, I remember a couple years back when you saw them, had these ones that just didn't look right. right. You know, yeah. The ones that we had the kids could order themselves, they are really tight-fitting. And they had the sleeves on them. They they looked sharp. In fact, I think some of the dual one was one of the dual senior night. Yeah, senior, senior night. Senior night. All if the seniors them, wore one if they had them. one. So okay. I mean, that was nice. So it really depends on the design, the style you pick. Because some of them just don't look right to me. They almost look like track shorts. <laughs> just seriously, like, they look weird. They have right. to be like the, they have to have the fight shorts, like the UFC fight shorts. Oh yeah, with the compression top. And then, then we could do that's something the, like that. Oh, something oh that's what you want sure. them to do? Or is yeah, that the, okay. that's, that's yeah, what the no, kids on our team have right now. Okay. At least some of them. That we haven't ordered any in a couple there, years. I mean, is there an official rule of how that works? There is. Can they, okay. I don't know what it is. Okay. Want to get Izzy on the line? Want me to call him up? <laughs> He's probably getting a, a haircut or something. Last time I asked him to come on the show, he was like, i got to get a haircut. we got to hurry this thing up. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Uh, John, your thoughts on the on the, on the two piece? I think they're awesome, personally. Yeah. I mean, they're doing it in jujitsu. That's what they. That's what they're wearing. Um, you see it at wrestling Fargo. I mean, 
I, I think to draw more kids to the sport, I think that's what they should be doing. No, for I mean, sure. or at least leave it a choice. I mean, if you still like the the singlets, which I'm sure some do, keep the singlet. But I, I really like the two pieces. I think they're pretty slick. No, I yeah, agree. definitely have a choice. But I think too, we try to do this as well as have other choices for the kids on the team. Kids yeah. like to change it up. They like to collect sneakers. They like to have different kind of wrestling sneakers, different color singlets, final singlets. So the more you can give them a variety of things to look at and use, you know, the happier they are. But yeah, to to draw new people into the sport, yeah. I think two pieces is the way to go. Yep. No. We just got some singlets for our Section 6 champions. I did see that. Are... Did you have to personally order those, or did that come from the section? I yes mean... and no. Okay. <laughs> We're going to leave it alone, then. All right. We're going to leave <laughs> it alone. All right. No, Josh is, Josh is responsible for that. I'm, so what I meant, I didn't hear the section part. I jumped in too quick. but <laughs> They're you know, pretty slick, though. He, he did those all on his own. That was a great, great idea. The kids absolutely loved them. I made them. They look great. Yeah. They look great. Them cricket machines, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> what, you personally made it? I made it. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I, no what kidding. I did no, was... I think it's phenomenal. Izzy... Bring up Izzy again. Izzy showed me the new logo they had for Section 6 like two years ago. They've used it now. But I took a picture of the logo, and I had it on my iPad. And Don, I don't know if you remember this. We were at some tournament. Yeah, no, I do. Grand Island Duels, maybe, because they yeah. had the like the, the one room that was like a lecture hall. Mm-hmm. And I was... Which, what I do is I put it on the iPad, and then you put a layer over top, and yeah. you trace it. So when you trace it, it like makes the pixels go up. Uh, so then I okay. saved that. We made a couple things, and then I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude, these kids won sectionals, and they don't even get a singlet. Yeah, that upset me. That upset because I mean that that's the highest honor you can get this year. Yeah. You can't go any further. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, get the kids a singlet. You know what? There was a question on whether or not they were going to give them patches. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of money. Yeah. And well, not even though so much. Well, the singlet part, yeah, yeah. but the patch part, because they weren't saying it was going to be a real sectionals or what have you, but. But they, it came through that it was, obviously, was Erie County. But, yeah. yeah, there were some questions about whether the kids should get patches or not. I, uh, I, I, sh- I, can't believe that, that was, I can't believe that was a debate. I would have to figure out how to make a patch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn I don't man. know if I'm figuring that yeah, one right, out. Damn the man. Damn oh, the man. For I'm sure. that out. For sure. It might not be. Well, let's leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. Um, all right. So, we're, I mean, we're, we're deep in the offseason now. And you guys have been, you know, around wrestling, again, around wrestling for a long time. How important of an emphasis do you guys place on offseason wrestling? And how often do you kids, do you guys think that kids should be out there doing it because everybody has different philosophy right some people just go hard go hard go hard all year some people do a couple months take some time off refresh what are you guys thoughts on off-season wrestling personally i think a break is good but you should definitely be lifting like as soon as the season ends you should be trying to get stronger for november right now and it, it depends on what level of wrestler you're at like if we're talking about willie mcdougall we're going to some tournaments. Like yeah. you, we need that competition to keep you sharp. You know what I mean? We might do a September where they got the Super Thirty Twos, like stuff like that. Um, and then there's stuff like a, a Team Niagara's doing where they're going to those duels. That's fine too. I just wouldn't do it too much. You have to be. You want to be in the right room, learning good technique. Yeah. If you're going to a room and you're just wrestling the whole time, that's okay. But I'd rather you lift and then go drill, learn good technique, perfect the stuff you're good at. Maybe pick something else up, so you know you stay sharp. But too much wrestling, making weight in the yeah. off season. That's the old saying: is absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Right. Yeah. Bottom line is you have to have some type of off season. Like they're saying, I definitely work out. I mean, but if you're wrestling that you, and you're passionate about it, I'm on YouTube all the time, looking at different techniques for different moves. I'm sending stuff to Josh all the time. Like, man, what do you think about this? Like, it's a nonstop learning process. So if you're really thinking that wrestling is your sport in high school, 
you should at least be doing that. I'd be taking my brother over into the other room. Like, hey, let me try this on you here for a second. You, know, you don't have to be in for the competition, real. but yeah. you know what I mean? I would be doing that and working out for sure. Yeah, lifting's very important. But we also tell the kids to get involved in other sports. I think it's really important to be a well-rounded athlete. Agreed. I think sometimes the athletes are so specialized that that's where injuries come from. You know, you look at, again, baseball players and Tommy John surgeries. How many of them there yeah, are now? Repetition. Because, you know, baseball players now are just throwing from 12 years old, Little League World Series. to yeah, their arms thrown by the time they're, they're yeah. in college. So, right? yeah, for sure. You, you use all the different muscles when you're playing different sports. So it's important to try to get involved as much as you can. Especially do a fall sport. I mean, yeah. a lot, some of the kids on the team play football. If you're not doing that, you should be running cross country. With cross AD. country, oh, for cross sure. country 100%. helped me out tremendously back in the day. Yeah, well, you were a big boy running cross country too. I was leading a race for like two seconds at one point. Really? It was a JV race. <laughs> Did he have I to buy new quick. uniforms? No, I fit. I made it look good. I made it look good. <laughs> I'm just I was a lot <laughs> slimmer back then, and he I had, looked good in the tight suit. When I was in high school back in '04, <laughs> was Izzy and uh, Joey Jacobs were the coaches, okay. and. Casadas, Angelo, and Marky Thomas ran cross country, and I was in like ninth grade. I was like, I need Izzy. Izzy was like, you should run cross country, get your endurance up. And we had a lot, like it was a lot of wrestlers yeah. on the cross country team, and they were the best wrestlers. Our whole middle middleweight section was like Casadas, Thomas, and Ashker, myself. Those were four back to back weight classes in our middleweights. That all ran cross country. They all ran cross country. And Charlie, Charlie ran because he played football, but he broke his wrist. Oh, okay. So I'm like, dude, you should see if you can run cross country. You could run with a cast. Why can't you run with a cast? I remember running with this green cast on. <laughs> this thing smells so bad. I'm like, yeah, it's like 80 degrees out, dude. <laughs> yeah. We love you, Charlie. Yeah. How's he doing? Is he doing, doing better? Doing, we, went and we went and saw him. He's doing a lot better, yeah. Good, good to hear. Good to hear. That was... Uh... Yeah, it was a uh, scary stuff there, but yeah, no, it, it, the 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 cross country thing is 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 really neat. It, it it got you into shape, and when it wasn't quite wrestling shape, it did give you a little bit of a leap ahead of everybody else. But when you're running in practice, or if you got to lose weight, yeah. like your legs do not get tired, yeah, they and they don't get tired in matches. You might not realize it, but they don't. Your upper body will get tired. But now that I'm older and I'm wrestling, you know what? Gets tired first? My legs. My legs right. get tired. I'm like, dude, what is I can't move my legs. Like, and then you get slow. If you can't move your legs, you're slowing down. That's where all your movement's coming from. Right. You know what I mean? So Plus, I think there's a lot of mental mental toughness in yeah. running. You have to push yourself. There's nobody pushing you. you got to push yourself. I think running, leading up to wrestling, mentally, I think, helps you prepare for that sport That's as well. a very good point. For yeah. sure. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, yeah, because, uh, Don, you ran with Donnie and Josh all the time. That was your, like, you guys did extra workouts, right? You guys oh, yeah. jog. Yeah, I tried. And, and, you know, my knee's gone. I got a replacement knee now, oh, so maybe I don't do that ever. too much. But. Right, but you used to. I mean, that was a, that was a very important emphasis. You know, hey, we're going to go jog. Well, I used to tell them, I'm not going to have you do something that I'm not going to try to do right. with you. So it's just more enjoyable that way. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I guess we're slowly starting to wrap up now. Um Kind of going around, you know, people who, like, like biggest influences uh, for all you guys on, you know, being the coaches that you are today, whether it be an opposing coach, uh, experiences from your wrestling careers, uh, you know, what, what, what was, who, who was someone that really inspired you or, or affected your, I mean, I guess, coaching philosophy in a sense? I don't know if I could pick one person, honestly. Yeah. I've seen it since I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I can remember going to tournaments with my dad and Sweeney, going to, like, the Jamestown tournament, which you think is awesome. You're staying in a hotel when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, watching them coach, and then John coming on, coaching me in high school. The way he coached, I really liked. And when John was coaching, we would come up with, like, game plans for people then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good We'd true. come up Ahead with, of like, the curve, I know. Charlie Ashker, I can remember you ask him, ask him now. He had to wrestle Shane Uber from southwestern shane beat me the year before in the semis at sectionals and i was the one seat and i'm like bad scouting by me by the way 
that was that one backfired. He <laughs> zigged when he should have zigged. We had to wrestle Southwestern for like the Section Six dual meet championship, and I'm like Charlie. I was like, he steps hard with his foot. Just do your little ankle pick and let him up. I don't care if there's five seconds left. Just let him up. He took him down like ten times. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it was like the perfect scout. It was the perfect scouting, and I was like, Dude, we should, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? But you talk about influences. Like I said, my dad, Sweeney, John, Izzy, Canoodle. Like I've I've worked with or wrestled for a lot of good coaches. Oh, you have. You know what I mean? They they all have different philosophies. I think I've kind of like mixed them together. You know, like my dad and Sweeney, they're more about like the the relationships with the kids. Even G to some extent. You know what I mean? I learned a lot from him. He's an elementary school teacher, so he deals with like the social emotional a little bit more at that grade level. He's very good at that. So very good at that. He helped me kind of understand part of that. And then you know, Izzy super organized, like. He's like a Jedi. I don't know how he does it with all these spreadsheets. Like, I'm good with Excel, but this dude's talking about stuff I don't even understand. He's like, we have this vector over here. And I'm like, all right, all right you lost me. I don't know <laughs> And then Canoodle, you can't say enough about Canoodle just because he's no. he's a legend in Living our section. Legend. He and he, 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 makes, he turns boys into men, for sure. He holds yep. you accountable, stuff like that. A lot of brush burns on my elbows. So, from... You can't have one influence in this sport, I don't no. think. It's, no, it's which I think possible. is a good thing. I'm glad you it's named a possible. bunch. John, what about yourself? Stole all your names, Don. He <laughs> <laughs> probably stole all my names, too. Jeez. Honestly, is it, like, like I said, my dad, Canoodle, uh, Izzy, um, and who you coach with. But you are, you're always evolving as a coach. No matter what it is, you're always evolving. And you're picking things from different coaches that might work for you. And I've I've always been doing that. You know what I mean? So... Um, I picked stuff up from Josh. I mean, Josh has been coaching longer than me now in in the sport of wrestling for sure. And Josh has definitely come a long way from when he first started for sure. Yeah. Um, and Donnie as well. Um, you pick stuff up from every coach, I think, and just pick and hopefully try to adapt it to your philosophy or your coaching methods. And it, it makes you who you are now, I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree with John, too. I mean, you try to be a chameleon. You just kind of look around at everybody across the section, not even so much people yeah. you've worked with, but just across the section and say, you know what, that works well for that team. Why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. You just kind of steal things. But, you know, to go back to Coach Canoodle, you know, when I was in college, I remember I was majoring in cafeteria. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Really? I was Hold on. Yeah, no. That's one of those ones where you go to school every yeah. day, oh. but you just spend all your day in the cafeteria. At Entrep? Oh, yeah. Do they have the good french fries back then, too? Oh, they had everything good back they then. They had the pool hall when I was yeah. in college. So, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't doing well at all. And I said, I went and saw Coach Canoodle. I said, Coach, I, I need some help. I need some direction. I need some structure. I'm messing up. It's either, you know, can I wrestle or, can, or do I have to go join the armed forces or something? Not to speak down on the armed forces because some people do need that structure in their life. And yeah. he said, no, come on out and wrestle and you know it made such a difference in my life because if i would have left at the time i had just met my wife sammy joe and who knows if i went away if we'd even be married he changed my life forever in my right. opinion i never knew this i i i actually done for i know very little about your wrestling background like i've known josh for a long time i've i know very little about your wrestling background and, and where you've been and the people that you come across to be honest with you that's all that's over i only wrestled in college Okay. I didn't wrestle in high school or the little league oh, or anything no like that, and that's what I mean. I needed some sort of structure, and I thought, well, where are you going to get something like that from? You're going to get it from the wrestling team, or you're going to get it from joining the army or armed forces of some sort. So, you know, he had no problem bringing me on as I never wrestled before, and like I said, it made a huge difference and changed my life forever. Probably. No, that's amazing. I, I literally had no idea. That's that's really cool. Um, I guess a parting message. I mean, for people, you know, for, for, for our listeners, for wrestlers that, you know, may, may someday be a part of your program or, or you know, that, that, you know, what do you want? I guess the, what do you want from, from kids? What do you want to see from kids coming into your program year in and year out? What, what's, what's the biggest thing you want to see? Uh, personally, let me think. I'd say 
make sure you're putting your academics first. Absolutely put your academics first and try to be the hardest worker in the room. Right. Whatever room you're in, like you do not have to be a vocal leader. We brought this up earlier. You don't have to be a vocal leader, but I expect you to push yourself. You should be pushing yourself. Hold yourself accountable. Know if you're working hard um, and put those grades first. And like John mentioned, be a student. YouTube didn't exist 15, 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Go on there. Learn something. You know, right. bring, it to the, bring it to the practice room. Show it to me. That is something you that I think I, mean? I want to see more, like film, the film study aspect. You're very good at that. You guys do with the huddle and all that stuff. I, I would like to see that. But, you know, that's, that's a great point. Uh, Don, what about you? your expectations from kids coming in the room? Well, I, I would like to see when a kid starts with us maybe in seventh or eighth grade or whatever it is they start, I, I'd like to see them leave as better people. Right. You know, because what we do in wrestling will translate into your everyday life. How hard you work in, on the wrestling mat or how you do when no one's looking at you, you know, that, that's a big thing. You know, what do you do when no one's watching? Right. You know, those types of things, you know, being the one percenters, you know, it's just so important to do well in wrestling that it translates into, your, into what you do as a person, as a man when you grow up. Right. You know, so I, that's what I want to see is when the kids leave us, they're better than they were when they started. You know, obviously their parents are doing their thing too, but of course. you know, we just try to set a good example and have them work hard and try to make sure they're doing what they, you know, as far as studies go, if they're not doing their studies, they're not on the team. Right. So, I mean, that's a very simple thing. You either do what you're supposed to do in the classroom or you're not going to be able to wrestle. So just all those things tie in together as far as being a good father, good husband, good at your job, all those things you want to really see translate as they grow up. Absolutely. Absolutely. John, what about you, bud? Uh, coming in main things probably be hungry want want to do something want to do something positive want to learn and uh that that never quit attitude is huge um whether you're losing by a ton if you're on your back not trying to get pinned that never quit attitude is something that i learned from wrestling that never quit and it's rolled over to my life so that's if one thing i can give to anybody through the pro or through wrestling would be to never quit never give up always try to fight for the next point or you know what i mean yeah yeah, and on top of that, too, like wrestling's again, one of those sports, too. The harder you work, you will see results and you'll see you know, your success come. And, again, that's the same way you should be in life. The harder you work, the success will come. Right. So, I mean, that really is something that you can learn from. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Very good, gentlemen, very good. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming in, hanging out with me today. It was a good conversation. I'm glad we finally got to have it. Um, I was getting a little nervous after last year when it didn't come to fruition. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Y'all are cool. Y'all are cool. Very good friends of mine. I, I, I hold you guys all in high regard, so it was really cool to get to sit down and talk with, talk with you. So, um, To our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. That is the Niagara Falls High School coaching staff uh, for you. All right, some great stories, great lessons, I think, to be learned here. And, uh, of course, we'll, we'll be back whenever we get another interview or whenever the season comes up. So uh, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you again, Don, Josh, and John, for jumping on. And uh, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Section 6 WrestleCast. from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on yes.